Howdy. Today's episode is brought to you by Octane Inc. Octane Inc. specializes in vehicle wraps, snowmobile wraps, custom apparel, and race car lettering. With a deep history in motorsports and the love for anything fast, Octane Inc. has quickly become the Midwest's premier one-stop shop. Anything, anything you want customized with your business logo or maybe a personal monogram, they can make it happen. Go to OctaneIncLLC.com today or find them on any social media platform. Again, that's Octane Inc. I-N-K-L-L-C.com. We're also, also, we're also brought to you by Mountain Mud Sunscreen. Are you a pasty whitey? Do you burn easily in the sun? Do you have trouble clapping to the beat? Mountain Mud has you covered with a recipe that includes zinc oxide as the only active ingredient and a CBD-infused cocktail of deliciousness. Uh, I made that up. Don't eat it. Do not taste it. But it has a, a CBD-infused recipe that's going to uh, keep the inflammation down. And you don't want those crazy chemicals on your sunscreen, right? Defeats the whole purpose of having sunscreen. Go to mountainmudsunscreen.com. Check them out. Again, mountainmudsunscreen.com. We're also brought to you by Baba G DIY Edible Kits. Yes, the OG. You know these guys out of Portland with their candy kits and their candy mixer specially designed to mix well with cannabis oil perhaps uh, whatever you have to to make it medicinal make sure it's legal in your state but you can check these guys out at baba g i'm sorry oregon oregonbaba.com again that's oregonbaba.com all right today we've got a special guest uh jersey jair's coming back to the program uh we're going to talk a little basketball a little hoop talk and whatever else crosses the old uh, minds. So, on to the podcast. We're back, baby. Basketball's back. Cheers. Cheers. To the return of diversions from the harsh reality of <laughs> So, what do you feel about the... Uh, there's no fans. So they're doing the best of any of the leagues, I think, clearly, with that. Uh, the virtual thing's cool. The sounds have been, I think, on point. You and, like the uh, fake crowd noise? I do. I think they're doing it pretty well. They're, uh, you know, taking the sounds from the actual stadiums. They play, you know, each team's songs. I think it's pretty, uh, it's the best. They're doing the best they can with it. I think it's pretty good. See, I didn't like the idea of the fake. When I heard about the fake crowd noise, right. I'm like, this is going to be some cheesy shit and I still don't like it it works though it does but like in theory it's like it's like a laugh track right right they call it sweetening they, like even on comedy specials if a, if a joke doesn't land right a lot of little laughter there and it's like the purest in me is like fuck that huh. just but it actually well, kind of works listen we can all agree we'd, we'd like to hear the players talk but they can't do that why not so they should, I think they should have a paid version, right? Paid they version. To, they have delay already, though. They have like a 10-second delay. Hire some nerd to sit there and parse through the, the audio and then edit out the... the uh, that's what I'm saying, the, though. I want to hear the stuff that oh, they're yeah, editing yeah, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rock cut. Yeah. Totally. I want to hear Kevin Garnett tell Carmelo that his wife tastes like breakfast cereal. You know? <laughs> that's, that's the stuff I need. So you got to have the paid version. If also... You, if you could wire... Go ahead. So, so Alex brought this up. 
the, uh, the idea of having different uh, availability for different broadcasts. Because sometimes the broadcasters suck. Why aren't there alternative options? True. If nobody's really there physically anyway. Right. Oh, wait, wait. Some, the the uh, crew is there, I guess. Like the national TV, they're mm. there. But that's true. If they're going to be remotely anyway. And the virtual fan, look at that, that cheesy shit. But what's the point? If they're not there, so that fan that I'm watching virtually. It's to it, fill in the space, Matt. Like you said, it's a sweetener. It's artificial. I'm not talking about the visual image of them, though. Do we need to see? What's to stop one of these weirdos from whipping it out and start jerking off? Could they edit that out? Uh, I, I hope so. What's that site? You're, what's that site you're telling me about that you signed up for? What's that site? <laughs> what's that called? I, I signed up for no such thing. What, what, but what's the site called? Uh, OnlyFans. Only what? How do we know that these motherfuckers aren't OnlyFans? This <laughs> is like marketing. They're getting some fucking free advertising. Uh, well, I, I guess anything's possible, but <laughs> I'm I'm hopeful. I I like to see the best in people, Matt. So I would hope that nobody would whip it out. I don't like it. In the virtual stands. I think you could... Listen, it's not going to be the same thing, but like I said, they're doing the best they can. Would you prefer just blank space there? You could still generate fake people, but they could be respectable humans that would (laughs) predict their behavior. We have to have real feelings. So they're like simulated people? Yeah, but I'm also... from the Pixar people? Yeah, you could do that. But from the perspective of the fans, it's not like they're getting a better angle having their goofy faces in the stands. Right? They're still watching it, it on the screen just like you and I are. It's an artificial realism to have that movement and people sitting there. That sounds like some communist claptrap. <laughs> uh, oh. So I didn't get to catch the Sixers, our beloved Sixers game, because it's blocked out with my cable package. But you saw last night's game against... Honestly, you're better off having not seen it, Matt. I thought... Uh, how did it look? Well, they pulled out the, the win, but it was not good. Uh, they looked like they've looked since they got back. They are the same, as Danny Green once said, they are who we thought they were. Same exact team. Very disappointing. Ben's back to not shooting. Embiid looks good as always, but the team doesn't gel. They should be, like, the best defensive team in the league. They're, like, top ten, barely, just on talent, but they don't play together. Well, what's not good. Warren dropped, what, 50? 53. T.J. Warren, who burns okay. us alive every every time we play. Okay, and of course, here comes the classic overreaction where we all make fun of the Suns for trading away T.J. Warren for cash considerations. <laughs> and based on one shitty game in some bubble, we're going to say, I don't know. I don't know if T. whatever. But He's a nice player. He's a very nice player. How did he get those shots off? He was being guarded by Simmons, right? Uh, Simmons played probably his worst defensive game as a pro. He was getting lost on cuts? Was he not contested? Yeah, yeah. So he, he got... Uh, just, you know, wasn't paying attention on certain cuts. Um, I, you know, it was... And I will say this, to, to his credit, uh, he was... He did get lost on a couple cuts, but generally played pretty close defense. CJ Warren was just making shots. But I don't, I don't care, like... It's CJ Warren still. It's not LeBron. It's not Luka. It's not James Harden, like... You're supposed to be one of the best perimeter defenders, and he just didn't didn't come through. You, they don't have that guy that is just gonna like be the adult in the room and and come out and get people fired up and just like refuse to lose. They don't have that at all. You describe Jimmy Butler. I am. Unfortunately, I am Matt. <laughs> well, I was skeptical. I voiced skepticism when you were telling me about the shake Milton. We're shaking things up. We're putting Shake Milton, starting point guard, moving Ben Simmons to the four. And I was skeptical, not because I didn't think 
Shake Milton's a good player. I just never seen him. And if I'd never seen him, how do we know he's you can have four good games, but are you if a tree shoots forty percent from three point land but nobody's around to see it, it does it really happen? But I you know, what's the what's the what do the nerds say? Small sample size. Um, I don't know. Going back to college you shot forty percent from three. Yeah, but that's college. No, but I'm just saying from college. You know, no, he's a good shooter. I mean, that's, yeah. He's a good shooter. That's a good enough to get in the NBA. But I, I don't mean, know if he's going to be a – you want him to be your starting point guard no. in the playoffs. The fact that we're putting so much pressure on that guy just shows you – like the position we're in right now shows you the mistakes we've made. Well, we're avoiding the elephant in the room, which is uh, BB, Brett Brown. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Is he gone? Yeah, because I don't think this team's – if I'm being realistic, the only way he keeps his job is if they – if they make it to yeah. the Eastern Conference Finals... Yeah, that's what exactly what's going to happen. They're going to get swept to the Eastern Conference Finals. But if they get swept, he's gone. If they make it to like six, seven games, maybe. Maybe keep I this job. But way. either way, I'm, I'm ready for... I'm ready for... Do you have anybody that you would like to see or do you think would be... Uh, like yeah, if D'Antoni's yeah. gone in the... Who was the Nets coach uh, that was fired? The Nets? Ooh. Uh, oh my God, I can't believe I can't think of his name. Kenny. Kenny Atkinson. Give me Kenny ah. Atkinson. Is it Atkinson? I think it's Atkinson. There. That's an interesting uh, yeah. option. That guy had a good coaching. He he worked mm. well with the young players at the Nets, developed them, yeah. and basically uh, wasn't. I guess was it Kyrie and and um, KD didn't want him around or something. But I don't think the the uh, like Spencer Dinwiddie and Levert. I think they mm. liked them. No, and yeah, they did well. Players. They overachieved with that guy. Yeah. And it, Brooklyn ain't that far. Yeah. He's going to have to move his family. Get over Kenny Atkinson. You heard it here first. Kenny Atkinson is going to be coach of the 76ers next year. It's not a bad option. I think the, the thing that I've just, uh, I guess, gives me peace is it's the third year of Embiid and Simmons. If it's they only the keep, third year? It's only the third year. Exactly. But you they, just said it. You, you know, Simmons is 24. Embiid's, I think, 26, 25, 26. They, if they stay together another four years, you're, there's no way they're not playing in the finals. If, you had, if we had a Phil Jackson-type coach, you could get by with Simmons and Embiid not being necessarily the best of buddies and even having the greatest of chemistry. But when you have a coach, when all three of the components, your two superstars and your coach, none, none of them respect one another to the whether it's all yeah. in, I don't think it, it's sustainable. Well, there has to be some kind of guy with a track record that both of them could be like, oh, what if, we'll what if we brought guy. in D'Antoni? What if he doesn't make it another year with the Rockets? I don't know, man. Cause, uh, what do you even come here? D'Antoni is, um, I don't know. D'Antoni's had success, but a lot of, I mean, coach for the Knicks, remember that didn't go so well. Yeah. And, we might be selling Daryl Morey short. How much of the Rockets... I mean, D'Antoni's a great coach. He's mm-hmm. a great offensive coach, for sure. And But D'Antoni's got this... We are, uh, Morey, they're so unorthodox in how they've constructed the team. And maybe D'Antoni's had input in that. I don't know. But I don't know how much to credit D'Antoni and how much to credit Daryl Morey and uh, the players. I think you have to credit D'Antoni because even... Like, the role of a coach is just to make whatever you have work, right? Just make it work. And the fact that 
you just it, not that it's a necessarily ring endorsement, but the fact that he took those parts that are, at the very least, unconventional, and it's working, even if it's him getting out of the way to a certain extent. Like I agree that Maury deserves a lot of credit, but I think I think you have to give D'Antoni credit. How is D'Antoni gonna coach Embiid though? What is Embiid doing know. under a D'Antoni system? Probably not playing as much perimeter. Remember when Shaq went over to the Suns? And Shaq was just starting yeah, to lose. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he was still Shaq, but he was just, he was no longer Shaq. But he no. was still close enough to being Shaq, but we thought he was kind of still Shaq. Yeah. And was he a weird could time. run with the Suns. There was that Onion article where Steve Nash, I can't do it just, I forgot the headline, but it was basically Steve Nash, like, just pissed at Shaq for not being able to run up the court with him. <laughs> you tired there, buddy? Huh? You, you get a little, you gotta get your breath? Um, yeah, they're, they're running gun. Embiid is, um, I don't know. You know me. I'm I'm more uh, I'm Simmons ride or die. So have we talked about the this this harebrained trade that I've thought up? What's that? If you had a gun to my head, so I like Embiid. Oh, the the Simmons or Embiid trade. Which one would you do if you had a gun to your head? Well, even more than that. So gun to my head, I would trade Embiid. Oh, but if it was Simmons or Embiid. If it was Simmons or Embiid, and what I would do is I would trade Embiid to Miami for Bam Adebayo. Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson and some sort of pick. You're never going to get full value for Simmons or Embiid. You're just not. You never. It's proven you don't get the same value when you're dealing for superstars. But well, I like that's that. A nice I like team. that as personnel. That's a very nice team. I don't, I don't know about the contracts though. I don't, what kind of contract yeah, is Bios? Because if he's on a really good contract, yeah. he might not want to get. Any more money in the deal? I don't even know Embiid's contract. Is Embiid uh, like Goran Dragic or something in a backup point guard? So I don't have to fucking watch Howell Neto play twenty five minutes. Yeah. Problem is Embiid's just too beloved here. I like him. Yeah, too. he's lovable. If lovable. yeah, I w- my if I had to pick how this played out fantasy wise, it would him it would be him and Simmons. Like I said, you know, the we're early on the trajectory. I don't want to you know mess this up by not letting it. Sure. And Brett Brown, who the, who's in charge of the front office? Nobody. Who is, who That's why Jimmy left, because nobody's in charge. Exactly, because it feels like they're using Elton Brand as like a figurehead player, friendly, yep. you know, he's an ex-player. And <clears throat> Brett Brown, I thought they were doing the same with him. Is the ownership, are they dictating personnel, or uh, I guess we don't know. Jimmy do not know. Josh Harris has, has proven to be a pretty... Uh, Pretty unlikable human being as the owner, and just generally, I don't know. We uh we are fully about, and maybe we can start this movement here, on the Hey Okay Ha huh? Happy Hour. Uh, much like the the Green Bay Packers, owned by the public. Why it, can't the Sixers be owned by the city of Philadelphia? Why can't wow. it be owned by us? Because we live in a fascistic. <laughs> no, it's I I'm all for it, but we live in a fascistic centralized fucking society now. Packers could do that. When was that? The 40s or the 30s? When did, they, when did the Packers come about? But I like that. Having a public team. How great would that be? Yeah, but those it's too much money. They won't want to give that shit up. But... Eh, what are you going to do? Anyway, the, the two games they played, of course, classic Sixers, lost against the Pacers. Which, without Sabonis... No, they lost. I thought they beat the Pacers. No, lost against the Pacers. TJ Warren had the 53 and they lost. 
And then they beat the Spurs last night, but it was on that Shake Milton game winner three. They just beat them because their Spurs don't have a whole lot. But uh, I mean, they got some nice players, but not not enough um, not talent wise. Well, I missed. They should have lost the game though. They played like crap. They just I don't know, man. I was busy watching Pelicans versus Grizzlies. Mm, I should have watched that game. We got to talk about Zion. Yep. Have you been watching Zion? Uh, I've seen a little Zion. Yeah. First of all, the minute the minutes restrictions is. They didn't really explain what the hell's going on. He, he, he left the bubble to, for family purposes, health purposes. Right. They put, he's not injured. Not on the injury report. But they're limiting his minutes due to injury prevention, I guess. Yeah. But the fucker's just out of shape. The guy... And yet there was that picture a couple weeks before they came back and he was, he was looking ripped. Yeah, but shit. Even a fucking tubby piece of shit like me... He'd make me go fucking do curls in the mirror for 40 <laughs> minutes to get a right angle at that right... That's how it works. Yeah, get that right lighting. You can yeah, make him look ripped. Yeah. And, uh, plus, he can be ripped as hell. He, his cardio... He... Okay, there was a play last night. Jackson. It was against Grizzly. So it was Jared, Jared Jackson. Oh, yeah, I like him. Yep. Yeah. Fouls a lot. But yep. He, like he got the ball on the left. They rotated around to Jared Jackson, and he was like on near the left elbow. Mm-hmm. And... Zion had kind of cheated down into the paint a little bit, and when it swung around to him, he kind of recovered to kind of close out, but he was pretty much standing upright, and Jared Jackson just blew by him. Yep. One dribble. Yep. To his left, skied above, left-handed dunk, and it was like, he wasn't even in the picture. Zion wasn't even in the picture. And then the next play, he can't make it back on defense. He literally... Starts trying. They he was just winning. They took him out of the game at that point. Oh, wow. It's like he's fucking out of shape. Yeah. And so here's my crazy hypothesis. Or mm-hmm. our, 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 I'm gonna posit this. I don't know if Zion Williamson is a basketball player. He's clearly one of the greatest raw athletes I've ever seen. I mean, it's fair. I guess if you uh, objectively, if you came down, if you woke up from a coma. And you, and you were shown Zion Williamson, and you didn't know he played basketball, you'd probably say he's a football player. I'd say, yep. Yeah. That is an all-pro-level defensive end who spends a lot of time playing pickup ball. Yeah. <laughs> and, fair. I mean, even with... I, the, I don't know, though. Even right? with him out of shape last night, there were plays, physical plays that he made that nobody else could make. Like, he would drive baseline and jump stop at the baseline and most guys would just continue to go baseline like under the basket he would like go baseline hop step and then like jump back into the middle of the lane so quickly that yeah. he's up he's up to the rim before anybody else knows what's going on he's got that football level of explosiveness and I know we were talking about this like vertical leaps it's football players that are the leapers like if you look at the combine right and what what separates a football player from a basketball player? It's the stamina. Why can't basketball players jump higher than football players, even though it's required in the sport more? Well, you got to have a certain amount of stamina to get up and down the court, and you're sacrificing a little bit of horsepower in the explosiveness department. I look at Zion. I see a guy that's built for 10-second bursts on a football field. Clownly-type guy. Yeah. Julius. He, he basically would be a rich man's Julius Peppers. Oh, yeah. Who was also a baller. He was a good baller. And he might have eked out a pro call. He certainly would have played pro somewhere if he wanted to in basketball. A lot of those dudes that play uh, college football end up, or college basketball end up playing football. Yep. 
And also, I was watching that game. And, uh, well, first, get back to Zion. He's, what, 20 years old? Yeah. Okay. Now, I get it. There was a, a little bit of a lull there. We, we were not doing stuff for three months. And uh, I get it. But he was looking in pretty damn good shape in uh, March and February. And there was a condition issue before in the summer. And, you know, a lot of guys become more disciplined with their diet and everything as they progress in their career. But I'm saying physically, if you're having trouble keeping that weight off and staying in shape when you're 20, you it only gets up. harder. If you go to the other side of 30, I can't, you know, it's harder and harder for me. And in a way, I'm saying this so it doesn't happen because the future of American basketball rests on Mount Zion's shoulders. So like, I really want him to be like an all-time great Listen, 15-year career. But I can't uh, picture This him. is a good opportunity to bring this up. Anybody that is going to vote for Zion Williamson as Rookie of the Year is an asshole. John Morant is so far and away the Rookie of the Year. That's not even funny. Because people like act like because Zion's this crazy athlete that John Morant isn't also one of the craziest athletes we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. He's like Russell Westbrook. He's kind of like Russell Westbrook. He's the closest yeah. thing to Russell Westbrook we've gotten since since Westbrook. Yeah. And he's and he's had clutch moments. He's made that team win more games. And he's certainly further along than Westbrook was rookie to rookie season. Certainly. Oh, for sure. What's weird is the last three or four, well, two or three years, these rookies, Doncic, uh, Zion, and John Morant, it, you have to go back to LeBron to see three rookies of that caliber. You can maybe argue AD. But if you look at the rookie yeah. years, we've had some crazy good rookies coming up. I'm just glad what two about, of them uh, are American. I can't believe you're not bringing up uh, Anthony Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what, what went wrong there. Like, well, how did he get so... It's not his fault. That's what other people like make, to make fun of us. It's like... But how it's did everybody get... How did, how, how did everybody get him yeah. wrong? I don't even look at him and see what he... Well, it looks like he was freakishly big. Here's the thing, or, man. It's not that everybody got it wrong. It's that the Cavs got it wrong. I get That's true. That's, that's, that's true. If the Cavs didn't pick him, does he fall to, like, 12? Maybe. <laughs> it, sometimes it happens. You know who I was, I was wrong on? Dude from uh, Arizona that one year. Um, damn, what was his name? He went... Miles <coughs> Simon? That's how old I am. No. Remember Miles Simon? I don't. I 96, don't. 96, 97? Dude, I was, like, five. He played with Mike Bibby <laughs> on the same college team. <coughs> Henry Not Bibby? He played with Henry Bibby? That's his okay. dad, but... Uh, what was his name? Do you, do you remember what I'm talking about? Number Arizona. two, maybe? No. Not Arizona State. No, Arizona. He had a, he had a baller year. Derek... Uh, Favors? No. I don't know. But I do want to talk about a one watching the Grizzlies-Pelicans game. I know you're gonna love this guy, Derek Williams. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, Derek Williams. Williams. Derek Williams. Yeah, he went to the Wolves. Wolves and he was up. on the Nets for a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Picked him like four. He, he looked like he could be like a, a freak f- athlete at the four position. Yep. yep. Right before freak athlete fours went out of style, and we're like, no, you just you need to shoot. <laughs> yeah. You need to shoot. Um, but I was watching, you know, Grizzlies Pelicans on the other side of the ball. Of course, John Moran, Grayson Allen. Oh God, don't don't do this. Don't do this to your viewership. Viewer, they can't see shit. Your, your listeners, <laughs> your listenership. Here's the thing with Grayson Allen. And I, as much as, as, as much as anyone, I am biased against the unlikable 
overhyped, villainous, white Duke basketball player. Okay, there's a long history, and I, I don't think it's even racial because I would throw Trajan Langdon, Grant Hill, and Shane Battier in that same category, mm-hmm. although they were more likable in some weird way. But this this squeaky clean um, kind of Christian Leitner was like the kind of the epitome of it. Danny Ferry as well. Mm-hmm. JJ Reddick got a lot of it, and so. Grayson Allen, there's been an overcorrection, a market overcorrection on these type of guys that we've we finally figured out, hey, let's stop overhyping these white hypes that do good college and you can't really hack it. You're Adam Morrison's <clears throat> and you're, you're Jimmer Fredette's, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm watching Grayson, and he, I'm not saying Grayson Allen's going to be an all-star. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm watching him. This is an NBA player. This is an NBA player that's going to have a career. I think you caught a good game, man. No, I've seen him play. This he game. wasn't he even doing. I wasn't even judging based on his performance. I was just evaluating him as if I were looking at the game. I had no idea who these guys were. I was just assessing their their movements, their size, their speed. Grayson Allen has the wrong head for his body. He's got one of those little tiny, like punchable like, <laughs> villains on like a Disney kids movie faces, right? But he's actually big. He's a big guy. He's like legit. He's definitely lanky. Big he's hands. he's yeah. like six five, which isn't that tall. But he's very. He's got gorilla arms. He's big. He moves well, and he knows what the hell to do. Now, if you look at his face, uh, you would never guess. You know, you look. You just look at him. Something about his face, you just want to punch, right? Grayson Allen. Yeah. And for this reason, punchable. yeah, we, we think he's like some undersized gunner. But he's, this guy's a legit athlete. He's got like... Listen, he's pesky, but you got to watch more tape, man. He's looked absolutely lost at times. He's getting big minutes, and he's young. He's only, what, it's a, it's year three? Team. Is he a year three, or is he past that? No, no, no. He's, this might be a second year. Okay, yeah. so this is second he's going to be... Because my, my expectations were low. When I say yeah. I was surprised by him, I was like, is this guy going to be <clears throat> in the league? What I'm saying is, <clears throat> he's not the same type of player as J.J. Redick, but he might eke out a career. Well, if you eke out a J.J. Credit, a Redick career, that's a hell of a career. quite eking out, yeah. But, he, <clears throat> he's, but he's, he's an NBA player, that's all I'm saying. He's, he's a rotation a, player. He's a pesky defender. I don't, what he can he shoot. Eh. He's... It, it, all you need a guy who can defend multiple positions and can shoot. I mean, he's not going to light it up, you know, but he can shoot better than Ricky Rubio, for example. God know, bless Ricky. his hair. Yeah, for real. I'd be looking like Ricky Rubio in about six Watching months. Watching some, uh, some Suns Clippers highlights. You watch this game at all? See what happened? You know how it sounds? Uh uh-uh. uh. So the, uh, they call them the Bright Future Suns. <laughs> Undefeated in Orlando in the bubble. Hmm. A lot of talent. Aiton, I don't. That's that's. He's not going to be a bust, but he's nothing special. I don't think. He yeah, dominates. I've always, I've he dominates bad Rubio. teams. But I always love Rubio. How can you not? Yeah. I mean, because he can't shoot. Well, it's <laughs> fair. But other than that, the guy. Does, he's gotten better though. He's he does everything well. He is very serviceable now as a shooter. I wonder what his. Three point percentages this year. Lakers. Then I watched the Lakers Jazz. Did you see the Lakers Jazz? No. Okay. A couple things jumped out at me. I, I actually took notes. That's how prepared I was. I just wrote 
Gobert size. Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah, and, and freak I, I know of this. He's a freak of nature. I get it. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it really drove the point home when I saw him next to Anthony Davis, who is also a freak of nature. Uh, Ricky Rubio shooting .356. That's just below league average. Just below league average. Uh, 36? Uh, they bumped it up. It used to be 33. League average is 36 wow. now. Evidently. Wow. I'm just repeating okay. shit I've heard. Okay. But Gobert next to Anthony Davis, who is also a freak. A unicorn, if you will. Yeah. It wasn't as if Gobert was bigger. It was like they were in different uh, categories. Like they should play yeah. different positions or even different leagues if they did play the same position. Is, is Anthony Davis actually seven foot? No. I don't think so. It's hard to... I mean, bare feet, he's probably not seven feet. But in shoes, he's probably fucking seven feet. But at that point, who gives a shit? But yeah. he's... It's also not just your height. He's just, like, fucking rangy and... Yeah. Um, but then Gobert... Okay, so I say, fair enough. Okay, so Anthony Davis technically likes to play the four, so he's a different position. Big deal. Mm-hmm. JaVel McGee, say what you will about him. I'm always, I've always been a JaVel McGee defender. He's been good in his role this year. At the very least, he is a big body. Yeah. He's a freak of nature. Most times, he's the biggest guy out there by far. The rangiest, anyway. Then I see Gobert standing next to JaVel McGee. Like, Wait a second. He's in a different level of JaVel McGee. It's like, ja- it's like Gobert's a thing, then JaVel, then Anthony Davis. So, yeah, I knew Gobert was big. He really jumped out at me. Just his sheer... His sheer size. And Utah's passing. You know, you we had a little bet here. And our bet, I was not high in the Jazz no, going into the season. And I'm still not. I'm, I'm looking pretty good right now. What but not it? as good as I thought I would be. I, I thought, I thought I they'd be what? six. I said what? Four. Top, top four. four. They're, five, they're five right now. Oh, they're five right now. Oh, those Rockets are coming. They're coming oh, in. They're coming. You know that okay. I like those Rockets. Who's in the four spot? Rockets. Oh, they, okay. They, they jumped them. I believe. I could be wrong. Oh, could have okay. changed. But... I was I was surprised at how well Utah passed. Their passing is very good. It's just a well well run team. It they're not going to win though. Losing, Second best uh, coach. Who in the they lose? They lose. They lost uh, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich, yeah, right? Whatever. No, I mean he's I know really I know I know people love he's important for them. I know people love white guys with shitty hair. <laughs> and speaking of that, and speaking of market overcorrection, I got to give a Alex Caruso. There's been an over market overcorrection on him. And now people think he's... Because we're so paranoid right now, rightfully so, of giving too much credit to these crowd-favorite white guys, you know? We don't want to... We don't want to buy into that hype, especially right now with the climate, right? Jazz are a half game behind the Rockets. Ah, but there's a half game what? Half game what? Behind. Okay. It's a long season. (laughs) Actually, it's not. It's only six more games. Hey, but they were were up. They were number four uh, two days ago. But Alice Caruso, I'm sick of people saying... He's, uh, dude, this guy's defense is crazy. He, he makes the right decision yeah. on offense. Every time he's on the floor, they do well. And him, uh, uh, their net rating with him and LeBron on the floor is really good. Yes. Him. And I was to a podcast, of, uh, one that I really respect, laughing at the idea. Can you really imagine Alex Caruso playing big minutes in a finals? Can you imagine a, yes. a less talented guy who's ever played play big minutes at the front? It's like, oh, yes. Del yes. Yeah. Mario Chalmers. Yeah. 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 Della, yeah. Yes. Eric, Eric Snow. Yes. Well, maybe not Eric Snow. Dude. There were some dogs Dude, on fucking that Matthew Della. That's so insulting. Caruso is such a level. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's so insulting. Yeah. First of all, yeah, the goofy hair, I get it. But like, I always wonder, what do people see when they look at Alex Caruso? The dude is big and freakishly quick. 
Like yeah. everything about him is very fast and explosive. The dude is a hard nosed defender and he plays well with LeBron. What else do you fucking need? Yeah. I mean, I like. What, what are you pointing? Watch at? this, watch this. End the game. Booker. Game, blouses. Oh, Jesus. Blouses. Booker. Dude's so talented. He's a baller. God damn it. I wish we had a shooter like that. And then we had the uh, the spry. Dion Waiters looking spry. Hey, Dion and JR. It's their time to shine. See, you got two wild cards like that on most teams, it's trouble. LeBron can keep these. You keep. Think about any other locker with Dwight Howard, Dion Waiters, yeah. and J.R. Smith. You're like, that's... It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. With LeBron, though, there's no fucking... Yeah. Because in any other locker room... If it was room, the Wizards, if those guys yeah. were on the Wizards, they're each, a 20-win team. Every one of those three guys would think they're the man, and every one of them... <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, clearly not. And the other guys are like, yeah... Dude, I love me some J.R., though. He's so talented. Yeah, but I still have nightmares of that game one, of course, member of 18. Of Dude, that was the greatest performance in finals history that LeBron had. He was re- he was about ready to pull off an upset in game one against like not just the Warriors, but the Warriors plus KD. And when they're all at their pinnacle, if they would have pulled off that game one and then had home court advantage, if JR went to fuck that up. Yeah. Um, dude. Uh, but Spry Dion Waiters jumped out at me. Uh, Kuzma, looking a little weak. A little physically he's weak. He's hit or miss. He'll put up, you know, he's averaging like... Probably 12 points, maybe 14 points. Yeah. But, but he has a game here and there. Where yeah, we'll like I love good. But I'm just talking about like... He doesn't worry me, though. No. There was a play with Jordan... You remember Jordan Clarkson, right? He played for the Lakers, the Poison. yeah. Not a big guy. Probably weighs less than you. This guy drives against fucking uh, Kuzma. Goes to his body. Doesn't even move Clarkson. Clarkson goes to the uh, contact and one. I'm like, dude, Kuzma, who's like trying to play four in the NBA... You should be knocking a point guard like that on his ass. This motherfucker needs to hit the weight room, says a guy that's sitting on a couch. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not, you know. No. Uh, Given that opportunity. Here we go. Here's the play. It's like those hop steps. Oh, so yeah. quick. And then, that's of course, they, they won't show, they won't show Zion uh, not getting back on D, but they'll show that, J, that Jared yeah, dunk. It's, it's, the same, it's the same mentality, too, when the ball's in the air just to go get it. It's like almost a football mentality. Dennis Rodman probably would have been a baller on the oh, football. Oh, yeah. You put him a tight end or receiver. Mm-hmm. Alan Shunas. Yeah. And then, uh, and then LeBron, the other thing that jumped out at me was LeBron is clearly entering the phase of his career where he's like, I'm not the number one scoring option. You, Anthony yeah. Davis, you are the man. I mean, I'm... St- He's still like, I'm the no, man, he's still the but man. you are the score. Yeah. You're doing the fucking shit. Yeah. I'm going to be just a firm. And it could be because it's the bubble. He's, he's uh, if you're talking about best athletes of all time, you, I think we all kind of have the same group in our heads, right? Like, he's inarguably done the best to take care of his body and go for longevity. So and he's not going to take it to the rack 30 times a game. And he still will when he needs to. When he needs to. Yeah, absolutely. But if Anthony Davis, I mean, when you have that, and Anthony Davis is the perfect so second banana. Because remember, I was oh, yeah. skeptical of Anthony Davis because he wasn't winning in New Orleans with Drew Holiday as the point guard. It's like if you can't win, if you're the one of the best of all time and you got an All Star point guard, you should go to the playoffs every year. Yeah, that's true. So I was skeptical of ideas like you know, but he may not be the best number one guy, but he's a, probably arguably the best number two guy you could ever have. 
Yeah. With all due respect to Scotty Pippen. Well, it's it's part of the it's part of the idea of just the way the games move too. It's so hard for a big guy to be a number one. But he's not even a a big guy. Yes, he he's is. A, yes, he is. He's a point guard. No, no. AD is a point guard who grew to be damn near seven feet tall. No, I know, but he's a so. But he's not a big him guy. Put the basket. He's still a big guy. Oh, he can down it down low. Power center every time. But when people say big guy, they but mean like a traditional big guy. I'm just saying it's hard for. It's like calling Dirk Nowitzki a big guy or KD a big guy. He's just a bigger version of a no, KD or a Dirk. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same thing. No, no, because he plays bigger. His play style. He plays bigger, but he has this. He has skill. Yeah, but the, you can't say he's not. He's a not a big guy. guy. He's not a big guy. Yeah, In fact, he guy. doesn't like to play center. Uh, poll results: ninety-nine percent of Americans think he's a big guy because that's the right. Answer. No, of course he's a big guy, <laughs> literally, but he's not in the basketball sense. <clears throat> A big guy. He's a face-up guy. But it's guy. impossible. It's almost impossible these days in the NBA for I think somebody that, to be the number one like option on a team that's on guard or a wing. I think with the leagues going the direction of the only number one guys are going to be either the crazy gunners like Harden, Dame, and Curry, or the unicorns that are what you call big guys, but I would call unicorns like right. AD, KD, um... Porzingis looks like dog shit, but he he un, in, uh, in theory he should right. be able to do that. Right. Kind of guys like kind of Dirk, but more athletic. Mm-hmm. And can also maybe I don't know, but <clears throat> with yeah, but an Embiid or a Jokic, like could they be the number one guy on the championship team? Mm, yeah, see, I think Embiid's a big guy. But that's what yeah. I'm getting at with AD. He was. Like, I don't think AD is going to be It's not about, it's not about the mentality or the skill set. It's about the position. It's hard if the best player on a team is the center. It's hard for that team to win a championship in today's NBA. That's what I'm saying. So even though he had Drew Holiday, he they should have made the playoffs every year. That's fair to say they absolutely should have. But the fact that he didn't like make a championship with Drew Holiday as his point guard or something doesn't mean he's not maybe the best big man in the league. He's a he's a freak. To me, he's like he's like KD, but you're trading off a little shooting for a little bit more post. Excuse me. Well, he's great in the post, but it's AD's a different animal, and defensively, he's one of the best rim protectors in the league. But yeah, he's Andy well, can guard like guards. Exactly. When he needs to. That's another thing. Yeah. Defensively, I don't think he was a big guy because is he going to win Defensive Player of the Year? No, Giannis will. Uh, so Giannis is Giannis a big guy? Because to me, Giannis and AD are the same type of unicorn. We're like, yeah, they're I big. Actually think they AD's can dominate the paint, but they're like I view AD more as a big guy than I do Giannis, just because he works out of the post more. And he's defending the rim more. Giannis is... Oh, uh, no. Giannis is the best rim protector in the league by far. It's, well, it's all close. health, though. He's not, he's not sitting there. But that's, well, yeah, that's what most... Yeah. Yeah, that's most helpful. No, it, it, Giannis is like... I hate to admit it, because I'm you know, pro-LeBron and pro-America. <laughs> but uh, Giannis is, is the best player this year. He is. I've, t- I've come to check with you know, it's, it's, it's I, checked my, I checked my bets the other day. I've got money on Giannis and LeBron for MVP, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna win. Something. Oh, you're gonna win something. I hope it's LeBron because I get a bigger return, but whatever. But either uh, way, dude, you got. There's nobody stealing. I've also because they can't the factor in these now. games either. Did you know that? No, yeah, yeah. They should, but they can't. Yeah. The I think LeBron thing. should embrace the gray. That's the other thing I had because oh, they were showing the, uh, really the workout. Just go with the beard. Go bald because you know, they were showing the workout videos of him and AD. Before the games, and he had a lot of gray in that beard, so he's, oh, yeah. he's dying a lot of oh, yeah. that shit. And there's something I don't know what it is. Maybe you can tell. Something about basketball 
that there's like a beloved old guys that can hold their own in basketball. Oh, it's the best. It's the funny. It's the There'd best. be nothing funnier than a gray-haired, like, uh, I'm talking like David Letterman type white beard, balding LeBron, just posting these little fucking 20-year-olds up. All the old heads would love that. It's like you got to embrace the just old. Con- conducting his team like a yeah, like still a moving like symphony. he moves. Yeah. yeah, he's still moving like well, he moves. That's, he's still that's what makes basketball amazing. Is you can athletes obviously flourish, but you don't necessarily have to be the best athlete. Like yeah. You have to dominate a game yep. if you know how to think. Basketball. It's like the Uncle Drew thing. That's why yeah, that became a yeah. thing. Yeah, because it, it it requires so much athleticism, but yet there are workarounds, and people love to see a fucking. An old guy. We're still gonna love it no matter what, but I just think he should he should play the part. Good passing, um, man. And how long can he play? To me, it's it's. Uh, I think he played another, based on what I've seen this year, another three, four, or five years. Five's probably pushing it, but well, here's years. the thing. When I say how long can he play, he can definitely play five more All Star caliber years. For sure. And maybe year yeah. four or five, maybe he's on the edge and we give it to him an all-star just for the uh, legacy. But when I say how long can he play, of course injuries could take out anybody at any time. Uh, ruptured Achilles in particular. But let's say LeBron avoids injury miraculously. Th- that's the play I'm talking about, yep. where he blew by Zion. Yeah, Zion should have stopped he, him and made him do also, another move. Jaron Jackson, Jackson's also a freak. No, he's free, but that, that was no excuse. There. That that should have been a... Yeah, he he should have stopped him, but he had to have spin moved into the middle and do a, probably an even cooler move. Um, but I think LeBron could play... You're going to laugh. He could, he could play basically as long as he wants to. Like, I think he could play until he's 50. Now, when I say can if play... If he wanted to. I mean a guy could. that could come off bench yeah. for five to ten minutes and not, like, eat shit. Because yeah. he's still going to be in shape to get up and down the court. He's still going to be big and make the right passes. Your stamina is what goes. So he's not going to be able to run up and down and dunk. But as long as he can get up, shit. He could beat Carl Malone. How old is Vince Carter? He retired finally, but he's 42. 42. You know how old Kyle Korver is? Here's what made me really He's definitely at least 44. This is what... Dude, he's 39 years old. Are you serious? Kyle Corbett is 40, 40 yet? Dude, there's like five players ever that played past 40. Like, ever that have played. It's like it's like Robert Parrish, Kareem, Vince Carter. Uh, the list of guys that played past 40 is very small. Yeah. Um, especially for a perimeter player, they're almost non-existent. But my point is, Kyle, if Kyle Corver, who that was the place I was talking about, it looks like he's going to keep going base on it, he just gets in the middle. It's off, off step. Um, if Kyle Corver could still run around doing what he is, what he's doing, Oh yeah, I remember Kyle Korver as a Sixer when he got drafted. Yeah, the shaky like hair guy. When I started watching yeah. the Sixers, Ashton Kutcher Sixer version. Oh yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. get a Bogue. One thing I want to talk to you about: last dance. Ooh, yeah. I haven't talked to you about the last. Now I was, you know, I was born in '83, so I was like in the thick, the thick of the the Michael Jordan phenomenon, the Bulls phenomenon. I'm watching The Last Dance. It was good, but a lot of it's old. Kind of old news. But you... How old were you when Jordan retired in 98? I would have been seven. Seven, so Didn't when you're watching, watching basketball, yeah, I want to get the perspective from somebody who... Because Jordan's such an iconic thing. Yeah. And it's like, is he a real guy or not? And is that real guy likable? Does it even matter? What, were your, what was your takeaway watching The Last Dance? 
I so I knew some of the stories, right? You hear some of the the myths surrounding the guy. Um, I guess my takeaway was it's sort of and this was produced by him in part, so you know, mm-hmm. right? That's a big part of this, yes. right? It's gonna be. And he even came out, he's like, oh, people are going to hate me after this. So he, he wasn't... He knew they wouldn't. He was just kind of priming us right. for that. Right, 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 right. Yep. And, uh, I mean, what I saw backed up the mythos surrounding him. Um, but, I, you know, as far as his likability goes, that was never really a question. Because it wasn't... It, it's not... I don't really care. Because he is... I didn't see it, right? So I don't really care what his personality was. I just care about the, the basketball side of things. So, you know, he is who he is. Uh, I, I think, yeah. I feel the I culture know. was so different in the 90s that, like, I... And a lot of people knew this side of him, right? That's what we liked. We liked this hyper-competitive, lovable asshole that always found a way to get out of a predicament and to best his doubters. And I think in, in the 90s, American culture, we were, we were riding high. The Soviets had collapsed oh, yeah, in 91. Um, the economy was booming, or at least appeared to be. We liked, you know, there was a scene where Jerry Seinfeld comes in the locker room, and they're talking about like the team of the 90s, the show of the 90s, how quitting's gonna. Jerry Seinfeld and Michael Jordan in 2020, I don't think are as likable as they are. I mean, I'm, I'm them in their primes. I'm saying you put peak Michael Jordan in today's environment, social media environment. Right. Today's Jerry Seinfeld, then Jerry Seinfeld, today's environment. I think we look at those guys now as too sure of themselves, too singularly dedicated to their craft. Right? Uh, I, yeah. So, I was actually having this discussion the other day. I think Seinfeld... For me, the the older I get, the more distant it, it becomes to me. The show? The show. Yeah. It it um it I just find it less and less funny, I guess, as the years go by. And maybe yeah. it's a little bit over the Well it becomes more dated the laugh track. Right. We're so used to the modern family, office, parks See, and I don't, I don't I don't like those things because I've got I feel like I got my fill in the nineties. With what? Does that make sense? With that that show. What I want show? new stuff. The show that you're talking about, Modern Family... Uh, oh, I'm talking about Without the Laugh Track. Mm-hmm. Not the three-camera sitcom, joke, laugh, joke, laugh. 30 Rock's a good example. Where the jokes come so fast, you couldn't even have a laugh track. Arrested Development. Yep, yep, exactly. They see, there's a shift in the earlier part of the 2000s. And actually, Larry, the Larry Sanders show on HBO really, I think, was, people say that's the, really the first one, with uh, Gary Shandling. Yeah. It's kind of like a... Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, the joint thing, we... I I agree, though. I think, you know, the the further you get away from... Like, because I think those those people are uh, kind of like you said. They're sort of unabashedly themselves. Right? There's no... There's no checks. They're not... They're not holding back in any way on what they're doing. And And the goal is to be the best... I'm the best. Right. Isn't that great? Aren't I great? That type of thing. We don't have... That's why there's no guitar heroes anymore. We find that offensive. If a guy's going to take a guitar solo nowadays and show you how... Te- we've seen all the technicalities of the guitar. Right. We're not impressed by that. So when somebody does that... And nowadays, capitalism. 
Matt. Maybe. We're, we're falling out of love with the cowboy, the hero, the traditional protagonist, right? The, the person that is the greatest and maybe steps on other people to get where they're at because at the end of the day, success is what counts, right? And it can be qualified. That's, that's, a, that's a good... No, I, I like that theory. It's a good communist Marxist theory. It's we, a good theory, but I would argue the counter well, that nobody, it's, Nobody's it's, unabashedly themselves anymore. Today, you have everybody's to... Everybody's so afraid. To, right, yeah. exactly. Everybody's so afraid to be themselves and totally without... But you know, Jordan was kind of too... Not he wasn't, but the machine around him, his... Ooh, nice hero step. Um, this is the best we're watching game of clips of all time in the background as we talk. This is the forty-six and fifteen. I love these jerseys. Oh, they're bringing back the old school MPLS. I got to get one of, one of these old school. Oh, this is from two thousand. <clears throat> this recent? This is like two thousand. No, uh, eighteen, seventeen. Never you mind. That's why Embiid was looking so quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, the, whole, the whole back then there was more mystique. That's another thing we've lost recently across every. I don't care if it's athletics, athletes, celebrities, musicians. Comedians, any kind of, any person in the public eye, there's no mystique anymore. Because we see in two people's shitty living rooms when they're doing their horrible um, promo, when they're singing fucking Imagine. There's no mystique, (laughs) right? Like, we thought Jimi Hendrix was an alien. We thought Michael Jordan, Julius Irving, we thought these guys were like otherworldly beings. Mike Tyson, uh, uh, Michael Jackson... Larry Bird, there was, there was a certain mystique that was built in. But what's funny with Jordan was we could see the difference between the machinery, which was to make him a salesman for McDonald's and shoes and this squeaky image. But the basketball fans who like were digging deep, as however you could dig deep back then through books or whatever, we all knew he was a crazed maniac. And that's why we loved him. We loved his obsession with gambling and competitiveness. It's like he exercised those demons in all of us. That we saw it writ large in this character who succeeded with that. And it was always done with joy. It didn't seem like he was being mean. On, on a base level. I'm so, still guarding this joint. Oh, that's all good. Um, on a base level, something I always like telling myself, or, or a statement that stuck with me. Never trust a man without vices, Matt. Like yes, he's he's relates to almost everybody because his vice wasn't uh, necessarily hurtful to anyone except himself. Yeah, and it clearly wasn't. It's not like the guy wasn't able to pay. And it was so on brand. It was, it was super on brand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and like it, yeah. He, he it wasn't like, like it was the opposite of Bill Cosby. It's like wait, what? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, it's, it's like, just like you can't, you can't. People, it, it's everybody looks for a fault, right? So. If he gives a glaring and obvious fault, like, oh, he maybe has a gambling problem, everybody's initial reaction is going to be, oh, well, he's not a good person, and, you know, whatever else. But if the guy's got the money, then can you really call it, like, a destructive? Yeah, no. everything's relative. And it maybe speaks to how innocent and dumb maybe we were as a culture, where that was scandalous, going to Atlantic City until 1.30 a.m. It's like, their games aren't at 7.30 a.m., their games are seven thirty at night. And then, as a proud Philadelphian basketball fan, AI. It, it's this, it's AI. You're talking about practice. The guy, yeah, he went up and he went to Atlantic City till one thirty, two a.m. And then he, the next day, he woke up and dropped forty. Oh, yeah. Like I backed it up. You can't. It, it was about results. It's just, it's the opposite in the night. Well, Michael actually won. I kid, I kid AI. 
and the Sixers. But I don't know. It's like the other thing they tried to bring him down on was his lack of political activism. He wasn't outspoken politically. Mm. And there was a time as a kid I would I didn't give a fuck about any of that. As an adolescent I was I would say it was very political, whatever that meant for an adolescent. But and so I might agree with that that uh take. But now I, I, I don't. I come back full circle to where I was. Well it's funny because what what are we talking about so much today? So many people uh have vitriol towards athletes speaking out about politics right now. Yeah. And oh stick to sports, just it, shove up and dribble. And it comes down to show, don't tell. You can make a bigger political statement and change way more perceptions by demonstrating instead of talking about it. And not to diminish what LeBron does, because LeBron speaks out a lot. And I did like in that interview, he did use the two words police brutality, which boggles my mind that this NBA social justice stuff and for that matter, in all the corporate world, they seem to be wanting to talk about everything social justice related except the issue at hand, which is police brutality. Why is it only I see end, end police brutality as a Because that's series? so the NBA has to okay the statements on the back of the. No, 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 I know that. I was going to say, why does the NBA and all these corporations. Step further they want to divert attention right. from the crux of the issue. Because the, the problem is, is that we have glorified the police in our country for so long. It's a combination of glorifying them and, and militarizing them to the point where you can't speak against the police because that's seen as unpatriotic. Yes. And, yes. and they're heroes, yes. and you must but not, it, like, hear, you know what I mean? Yeah, and there's... And so you can't... But you, can, yeah. you can say... You can be positive. You can have a positive message, right? And say, like, say her name or Black Lives Matter because it's, it's shown as being supportive, but you can't... The, and police brutality, I agree wholeheartedly. That's like the crux of it. We just need to be honest about it if we expect change. Stop murdering but, people. Yeah. Hey, state. But, hey, but, government. Stop murdering people. But it. But to to use the, that terminology could almost be seen. People would fucking use it and say. And we oh, might actually anti-police. Yeah, we would have to actually address the problem. Nobody and, wants to get rid of police. That's not what we want. We just want them to. Not be judged during next. But you can't have that conversation if you evade it. I don't know. I know what you're saying, but. It's deeper than that. I think it's just. A I'm just telling pro. you. Bro, no, it's it's it's. You're I'm absolutely just right. You why they're not allowing that? No, you're absolutely. Right. I'm saying it's deeper than just being knee-jerk pro-police. It's pro-state authority. Yes. And who does the dirty work and enforces the shitty laws that the dumb state uh, creates? The police. Now, the individual men who comprise the police force are not bad people necessarily. Right. And the idea when people critique the idea of the police force. They, I would assume, if their heart's in the right place, they're critiquing the idea of the police force as an abstract idea, not the individual humans that are operating in that position. It's like, so how can we take humans that we currently call police officers, right, like, and how do we redefine what their role is so they're not fucking... Like, tra- most of police work is traffic tickets and generating revenue for the state and harassing poor people. <laughs> really, it is. I, I and black people, brown people, disproportion, disproportionately. Yes. So, and police brutality. So we need to, um, so I think a couple things. I, number one, uh, and this isn't a new idea, but the fact that we address every issue with calling the police is a problem, right? These fucking narcs, they'll give you money if you call the police for your neighbor not wearing a mask, or, or 
No, I don't want to go down that path. Well, it's, well whatever the law listen, is. Listen, whatever the weed smoke. It doesn't matter. They make more laws, so there's more of that going on. But all I'm saying is, all these different issues, domestic violence, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking noise complaints, um, I don't know, mental, mel- reports of mental illness, right? Like, we expect the same you, uh, homogenized person or job to respond to all of these things. And these people are under high stress. I've got the solution. You need more specialized response. Yes. And secondly, we need to... Kid we cops. We need to make... No, no, no. We need child cops. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, hear me out. i got the solution. You're going to laugh at this. First of all, we've got to get... Kindergarten cops, we got to get rid of child labor laws. Child labor laws have ruined a lot of jobs. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, you can't hire a fucking honest... Like, 13-year-old wants to make an honest $4 an hour because apparently it's illegal because it's minimum wage <laughs> law and he's too young, right? He just wants to pump gas or whatever. But here's what I'm saying. Like, we hire kids, children, as cops, Okay. Okay. They can't have guns, obviously. They're children. So no guns, okay? So yeah. you get pulled over. I don't know if they were fucking driving. Maybe we'll have a chauffeur. Real? We'll have a, a parent's real? chauffeur. Yeah. But my point is, if children come up, like four, like five-year-olds kind of waddle up to your car, they have the full force of the state behind them. So you still gotta, <laughs> you still got to pay that traffic ticket, right? Full force Yeah, state. you still got to do what they tell you to do, yeah. right? Okay. But the thing is, when they write you that traffic ticket, you know, they're not going to fuck with you. Yeah, in grand. I mean, ours are going to be backwards and all that (laughs) shit. But the kid, so nobody's going to fuck with with kid cops, okay? I mean, granted, there's like one out of a billion crazy evil fucks that will like kill a cop even though he's a (laughs) five-year-old. But that's rare. Most people, you're, everybody's going to be at ease. The kid's got a squirt gun, right? You get out of line, he squirts you with some paint, so they, they, they see you at the next checkpoint. They, oh, you got sprayed by the little five-year-old cop. That's an additional, whatever, $100,000 fine. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. My point is, kid cops, dude. Kid cops. But my point it's with Michael, to get back to the idea, I can't believe I still remember it, with Michael Jordan, allegedly not being political in his speech, but I would argue his very approach to the game, his very existence was in actually a very strong, subversive political statement in ways that we can't really... I, I respect it, because you can't... You're a hypocrite if you applaud the... The, like the, the use of free speech and protesting, but then you shame somebody for... We're not their, saying what you want right, them to say. For their right to choose and not to do really that. They wanted one political party wanted him to devote power to them. That's yeah, the only no, thing what they yeah. meant. But... In that, how was the difference between 1989 and 1969? That's 20 years. That's nothing, okay? In 1969, there was no uh, white 12-year-old girls in rural America that, whose father would allow them to have a poster of a black man in the room. That was just unheard of in most parts of this stupid country. As recently as certainly 69, certainly in 59. You go back to 49, 39, that oh, shit shame. wasn't flat. Especially a dark-skinned brother like Michael. Nobody is ha- you fly for nineteen eighty nine. Nobody gave a f- he transcended race. Okay, he yeah. was an example of human excellence. That if you're a child before you become indoctrinated with uh, racist ideology, you just see things as they are, and you 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 don't see Michael Jordan as a black guy. You saw Michael Jordan as an alien who was so much better than everybody. You didn't think about what color he was. Oh, but then you in the back of course you do notice that he's black. But that very subtle thing makes you 
how much look at black people differently than somebody would have 40 years earlier. How much of that do you think was the image that Michael Jordan kept that was fairly well-spoken, white-collar? Uh, Here's the funny thing. I, I don't think he was well-spoken. Oh, but... He wasn't. He was smart and, intel- and extremely intelligent. He was not well-spoken. He's like me. He, well, he's a, he was a mumbly-mouthed motherfucker. But he said <laughs> great ideas. But he wasn't AI. Right. He wasn't AI is true, but AI so could a step. Exactly. You couldn't yeah. have AI. You could barely have AI even with Jordan as the predecessor. Right. You couldn't have AI. Well, that's what I'm saying. The They'd culture, throw him in a the, fucking the cage. The They'd put, they would put AI in prison if, if there wasn't Michael they Jordan. They did. They did. Oh, yeah. Wesley Snipes, too. Tax <laughs> evasion. Warren Hill. Tax <laughs> evasion. These, these people are political prisoners, and we just overlook it. Well, they didn't pay their taxes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> They tell you you can't go to, to a prison. There's no debtor prison in America, they say. It's like, well, fuck you. If you go fucking broke and you got to pay off your debtors and then you don't got enough money to pay Uncle Sam, guess where you go? <laughs> Uncle Sam doesn't say, he'll pay me later. Your ass goes to prison. Listen, Nit, I want to bring it back a second. A second fix. Police force, right? Okay. The sp- after the child police. Okay. Well, it's up for discussion, Matt. We'll uh, we'll roundtable it. We'll see. Okay, this is instead of the child police. <clears throat> this is potentially instead of the child okay. police. I'm not saying it's not a great idea, but you know, uh, the we need to com- uh, make the military and the police force more competitive. Privatize it. I like where you're going with this. I'm not saying necessarily private <laughs> to an extent. But here's the you're going to describe here's exactly privatization. I probably am. But here's the deal. Well, why not? Yeah. We're a capitalist society. We care so exactly. much about, Thank about you. the being the best of the best. Thank you. We just have the biggest. We don't have the best. Exactly. Do you know how many degenerate fucks are in the police yeah. and the military? Because they take everybody. And there's a lot of good people in both those organizations, but mm-hmm. they're bogged down by idiots and assholes. And if we could just... How many out-of-shape cops do you see? Oh, all the time. I see fat all lady cops. Who can't, I've seen... Both, yeah. both of them. Both of them. Uh, genders yeah, but he's got a five four fat waddle lady. It's like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Like, yeah, I remember one time in New York, it's my, just like my their uh, standards. Why can't they meet the standards? Mike, we were in New York. My girlfriend and I would go to the subway, and uh, the, the little, little gate next to the turnstile. Sometimes it's open. It's an emergency gate, and I get through her, and she's like, "Why don't you open the gate for me?" Like an idiot, I open the gate for her. Apparently, there's a little room in this particular station. This was in like the downtown station of Brooklyn. There's two cops. That makes sense. We we were in the train. And we see these cops come down, going in the car with like flashlights, looking for us. That matches the description. When they find us, you come out and it's like two lady cops, right? <laughs> and they're like, they're like really, I mean, they're actually not bad looking, but they're not athletes. You know what I mean? They're not. They're not athletes at all. And they take us. Oh, come with us. They, me and my girlfriend, looking. Feel like it, it's more embarrassing than anything. Like we fucking. Could have paid the fucking thing. I just, yeah. The gate was open. I left. It, I let it open, but I was guilty for letting the door open, and she was guilty for going in or whatever. But the writing this tickets up, and the whole time I'm just thinking like, why am I going along with this? Like, <laughs> like without that badge, like the government, the stupid law, I'd be like, no, nah, we're good. Like, we're gonna, <laughs> we're, let's be serious. We're not gonna like, come on. We're not gonna let these two ladies. Like, Don't you guys have better stop things us. to do? Yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's funny thing is, I was you know we were super polite and. Uh, and I think they, we were likable in the sense that uh, we weren't up to trouble. We were obviously, you know, a guy and a gal, you know, so it wasn't like, but 
I just got so they kind of. But I felt like there's this artifice in between us. Like if the same four human beings meet at a bar, some tiki bar. You know, we're doing <laughs> shots and shit, and like laughing at the, the absurdity of like, oh, I gotta get you a ticket. You went through the metal gate before you did this. It's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, we just have to put more uh, children I, in. I power. want police, but I. <laughs> Listen, I actually think that's not a bad idea because the child's perspective is... These, these kids, are, they'll learn be, more, there'll too. There'll be no war, no... Uh, Only with kids. Because no nobody wants their five-year-old kid to die. So no one's going to fucking want to send the kid to war. But once they turn 18, it's like, ah, oh, fuck them. You know what? <laughs> Let them go fight that stupid war. You oh, go, they're poor? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but apparently there's, pedofi- there's a pedophile ring that we're just ignoring. We pretend to give a fuck about oh, kids. Oh, God, we're not going on this path. Well, Let's take it back to the NBA. just, just, just Lane path. Maxwell didn't happen. The Jeff Epsey didn't happen. That's like Michael like, Shermer, the editor of uh, you know, Skeptic Magazine. We need a different guest for that, that podcast, man. Oh, is it, is it, is it too, too, too serious? You I know, Michael, don't know enough about it. Oh, yeah. Don't go down that rabbit hole if you want to sleep well. That's <laughs> like, oh, that's how, you, that's how you blackmail people in positions of power. Evidently, you film them fucking eight-year-olds on a Caribbean island, and that's, oh. it's crazy. Um, but these fuckers, uh, um, nice shot. Getting distracted by Embiid's. He's a unicorn. Dude, this isn't, this isn't this year, is it? No. Uh, no, it is. It is. There's Josh Richardson. But yeah. He's a unicorn. But you know, Michael Shermer is the easy editor of Skeptic Magazine. There's actually a magazine called Skeptic. And what Skeptic Magazine does is if there's anything remotely a conspiracy theory, they debunk it. This guy's like Mr. Skeptic. He, he's like on politically, he's like a talking head, you'll see. He's okay. just super like... What's his name? Michael Shermer. Okay. The Jeff Epstein thing, even Michael Shermer was like, yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't think he killed himself. Like, <laughs> it was like one of those things like so out in the open, but we were like, unleash the virus, we can't be talking about this. Ooh, the alley-oop. But we were talking about Last Dance, Michael Jordan, Jeff Epstein, it all goes together. <laughs> But he's the Jerry funny Krause is the real villain. Yeah. Here's Dude, they, oh, they fucking buried Poor, poor Jerry Krause. Oh, wait. They one thing to wrap up the episode. 30, 20 more seconds than Epstein and we're out of here. <laughs> what, what pisses me off is that uh, it seems like the Trump people are the ones that talk most about this pedophile ring, which is you know weird, yeah. considering Trump was buddies. implicated in the ring, right? It's kind of crazy. Trump was implicated in the ring. He got sued by a 13-year-old girl for rape by Epstein and and Trump. She has a detailed court description of Trump, the president of the United States, I will remind you, the sitting president of the United States, raping her at age 13. Now, why is it this that's something you hear a lot about? Well, it turns out the Democratic Party has their hands dirty with the Clintons in this. So what should be an obvious attack on Trump, they won't touch. And so only the Trump people talk about the shit, but they're idiots because they don't realize it's own guy. This is why guys like you, good, honest liberals, honest liberals don't want to touch this subject because your party isn't driving home, even though it's a fucking layup to attack Trump. He got sued by a 13-year-old girl. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. Well, it begins with selecting better candidates. Right? Dude, it's all fucking rigged. You can't go after people if you're ah. the candidates that you're selecting. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, we, don't, we, we, need to, we need to get rid of presidents. We, you know what we should do? We should just like 
people talk about defunding the police. No, we gotta go further. Defund the whole fucking thing. <laughs> sorry, tomorrow, income tax zero, sales tax zero, everything zero. Like if you, yeah, I'm sorry. If you have a government job tomorrow, you're fired. Like everybody, <laughs> like everybody, we can do a purge, and like it's like the best guys can go because yeah, it's so corrupt. It needs to be more competitive. Really, as radical as that sounds, I think it's the only answer, and that goes to every municipality. Will it be chaotic for 18 months? You bet your ass, it's going to be chaotic for 18 months. But at the end of that. As long as we still honor the Constitution, which we don't really anymore anyway. But like if we, if we did the Constitution thing and we just got rid of everybody, like you're talking about everybody, like everybody. You know what's funny is in U.S. history they teach us about the Constitution, but I don't think they, they teach us that every other fucking country has a Constitution too. Yeah. We're so excited about ours. ours well, to be fair, best. to be fair, they kind of they, they plagiarize us. We're like the, the nerd and kid who got it right and the fucking guys are looking over our shoulders in class. For now. We got the answers right. We're still very young. Yeah, we are young. But we are pretty good. We're pretty awesome. I mean, not us. We're old as fuck. We're not. Fuck, you're fucking... If you're under 30, you're young as fuck. I consider myself pretty fucking young. Because I'm going to live to be 300. I look at past the 10th away there. <laughs> Dude, once you turn 200, people have to listen to you. <laughs> I mean, it's like that. Have you, have you seen Talladega Nights? That's one of the. I got like ten movies that are like you need to see it. I know that's that's always a response I get. There's a really funny scene with uh, rest in peace Michael Clark Duncan, and he's his crew chief or whatever, his pit chief, and he's like you know he comes back from a race. He's like you know you were you were driving like a pissed off teenager out there. You know uh, you're not gonna live forever. And and Ricky Bobby will for you know. Oh, oh, I know, Lucius. I, I know I'm not gonna live forever. Uh, that's crazy. But you know, with my high level of income and advances in modern technology, it's not crazy to think I could live to be, you know, two hundred, three hundred years old. <laughs> he goes, "Oh hell, I just saw the other day. Uh, they they took a guy in Russia. They they uh, put a pig's heart in him. And he's oh oh did he? And Lucius says, oh, did he live? He goes, well, no, he didn't live. But it's just exciting that we're trying new things." It's one of my favorite all time uh, comedy moments. It's just a great little, great little bit. Dude, uh, that had to be. Was that Adam McKay? That's, that's like the opposite of. Uh, I I was my childhood was Will Ferrell. Weirs wasn't. He was later. No, no, it kind of was. He was the new guy, or to me, the new guy. My first memory, uh, a junior high SNL. of watching SNL. I first got SNL as like a four or five year old. My parents were still pretty young, so they would you know party on Saturday nights so or just go downtown. So they dropped me off at my grandparents' place. One grandparent Saturday night was Hee Haw. The other grandparents Saturday night was Saturday Night Live. This was Dana Carvey, Mike Myers. I love Dana Carvey. Dude. Arguably top, one of the, you know, it's Eddie Murphy, Dana Carvey. People say Phil Hartman. But if you want to go just in their performance in SNL, not their celebrity or their movie career, Dana Carvey's up there. So versatile. Very much so. So versatile. Him and Mike Myers. That was a that every, cast every was SNL course. every good SNL cast has a glue guy that's always like under Phil Hartman. They don't they don't achieve maybe the stardom that yeah. the, you know the they all shoot to but and then it went to and I missed out on the Sandler Farley mm-hmm. mid nineties. I didn't watch SNL for whatever reason during those two years. I was in fourth grade then. I got back into it in sixth grade, and that's when Will Ferrell, Sherry O'Terry, uh, and that new cast came in. Uh, David Koechner, um, Norm Macdonald, who was my favorite weekend update with Norm Macdonald, yeah. was just the greatest. Some of those jokes you couldn't tell now. 
he would oh god uh, google hey, anybody listen to this go to uh, YouTube and, and uh, go to I'm Not Norm his YouTube channel there's a guy called I'm Not Norm it's probably Norm or his publicist but they <laughs> compile some greatest clips from across all I would call Norm Macdonald a national treasure but unfortunately he's from Canada <laughs> Always Canadian national treasure, nonetheless. You know, those fucking Canadians. You gotta give them, there's a, uh, Ottawa, I think Ottawa, Tom Green came out of Ottawa, mm-hmm. Norm Macdonald. I don't know how big Ottawa is, it can't be that big. Is it bigger than fucking Cincinnati? I don't fucking know. Nobody gives a fuck about Canada. Like, it's right I there. I think it's their greatest strength. They just kind of skate under the rug, they, they handle their shit. It's illegal to go there now. I, I enjoy Canada. I would. Uh, that's one of the countries I would potentially move to. The weather's a little disappointing. But, yeah. Oh, there's Mike Miller. What year is this? Oh, this would have been what twelve? No, 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 they didn't have the HD. That's oh, that's oh four with the uh, Wolves. No, oh seven, oh six. It was bad Warriors jerseys. Ooh, can you prime KG? I know. With Minnesota? Wasted it's on this. What a shitty franchise Minnesota is. I is know. there a more incompetent front office besides the Knicks than, than the Timberwolves? Just consistently shit. <laughs> it's like, we're, we're a small it. market. Well, yeah, so is Oklahoma City. You know? Yeah. So is Indianapolis. There's a smaller markets than Minneapolis. Oh get, my God, did you see dude, that? Dude, yeah, dude. He was like... Look at this. Look at this. He just rips that shit away. The second jump. Steve Nash. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Trying to call for the cold thing to save face. Like, nope. Who's that, Sean Marion? Yeah. That weird, goofy shot out of here. That's when he lost a step, but he could still get it done. All right. He's one of the rarities, man. He he backed it up from coming straight out of high school. It took him a couple of years. Like he's, it does most He's guys. single-handedly the the reason for like so many busts, so many bad draft picks. Oh, he's the next Kevin Garnett. Remember Darius you know Miles? The fuck he's not. Remember Darius Miles? Remember Darius Miles? The Clippers. He was the next KG type of guy. Yeah, a lot of talent. I played with him a little bit on two uh, K. He could do a little bit of. Uh, I feel like he could do a little bit of everything, but nothing super well. He's a good video game guy. Because you make the decisions. <laughs> <laughs> What's, who's the all-time video game team? The all-time video game would be like... Um, shit, it's tough. That's a great discussion. Who's your starting point guard? The so the, the, kind of the criteria would be guys who are... if you poor, In real life, they have poor decision-making, but great talent. Yes, that's, that's the, the lens that we're getting this through. So you'd have to go with like... I don't know, like Derek Coleman? If you're going all-time... <laughs> J.R. Smith? Uh, J.R. Smith bubble. He's Well, because he can shoot. Yeah, he's a pretty quick release. Yeah, J.R. Smith. You have to have J.R. Smith. JaVel McGee, for sure. Big time, yeah. Um, I was just thinking about that. I was playing with a guy. Because I always notice when I... There's no benefit to playing with the Mavericks as Luka Doncic. Right? Because you're not going to improve his yeah, computer to AI. Yeah. If, you know what I mean? But if you're fucking playing with um, Chris Stapps, <laughs> Chris Stapps, yeah, that guy could dominate, man. He's a he's a freak. He's so 
soft though. It's so weird to see a guy that big be that. He never soft. plays under the basket. He tries to get a shot off in the post. He 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 sucks. Not I mean for an NBA player, but a, not only for him. He's seven four. <laughs> it's like you're seven four. You just turn around and put the. F- it's right there, man. You touch it. Yeah. He gets pushed off the blocker easily. All right, guy. Uh, all right, brother. This has been real. Uh, much needed diversion from uh, mm. from the madness. Well, actually, we didn't divert it too much. We got into it. We got the solution. Children, cops, baby. Children, cops, and the Sixers championship. Hey, crazy things have happened. All right, guy. You stay safe. Hey, bro. Okay, that's been episode 36 of the Hey, Okay, Ha, Happy Hour. Thanks again to Jersey Jair for swinging by, giving us a little change of pace from the monotony of my rants and the bad news and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Hey, why don't you give us a uh, rating or maybe a subscribe on your old podcast player, whatever it is, doesn't matter. It would really help out a lot. Uh, Well, hope to see you next week, guys. Uh, Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.